Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity, into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare, into the neuroverse. to go forward in this situation. Everything I do amounts to nothing. I try and I try, but it has no success. If I try to work, I start building patios. If I have to build a patio, I start trying to write a comic book or something. What am I doing here? What have I become? Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Who was that? Grumpy old geese. That had a lovely autistic air to it, didn't it? What a what a lovely autistic air. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Sometimes I just let it happen, you know. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Just goes into that sort of wonderful, wonderful state when you're like a when you're a kid and you're going up to everyone telling them about Transformers. Oh, um, yes, this is Optimus Prime. Uh... You know, <laughs> I remember once I went on holiday to Great Yarmouth. That was quite a holiday. Um, forgive me, by the way, the um, the mic's playing silly buggers with us. We're going to be in a studio soon. We have confirmation that's going to happen. Do we have time to talk about Great Yarmouth? All right, very quickly. Have you ever been on holiday to Great Yarmouth? I have. It's wonderful. What fun we had. I mean, I was nine at the time, but we had a, a real laugh. We really did. But um, I remember at one point... So, so one of the things to recall mostly about Great Yarmouth is the wonderful Louis Tussauds waxworks. Have you ever been there? Wonderful Louis Tussauds waxworks. I think it's closed now, which is very sad. When I went as a child, it was £5 to get in. When I went back as an adult 25 years later, it was still £5 to get in, which I found really, really touched me that. And when I went in... God, it was incredible. It really... I think it's close. I don't think he's any relation to Madame Two Swords, by the way. Louis Two Swords. <laughs> but what was wonderful, you went into the first room and it was historical figures. You know, important historical figures. Mainly, um... Mainly military. Militaristic. So Churchill was there. I think Churchill was reasonable. But some of them, arguably, not so... Not so reasonable. Hitler. I mean, he's not reasonable, isn't he? I, if anything, he's the definition of an unreasonable way of acting, and I don't like it, I'll tell you that. But I love the waxwork of him because... So what's the famous thing about Hitler physically? You know, physically, it's the moustache, isn't it? It's the moustache and the sort of comb-over hair and the sort of, like, you know, little shriveled git where you look at him and you go, why did all those people... Why did all those people think you 
knew what the hell you were talking about. And then we look at Trump and we go, oh, OK. But anyway, and then we look at Trump and we go, oh, OK. God, listen to me. Anyway, but wonderful. One, there, there's Hitler. Here you go. We've, we've done a waxwork of Hitler. Probably the most famous, sadly, probably the most famous face of all time. After, um, you know, a Sue Clinch. No. But anyway, he... What's the famous thing? The moustache. What did they do? They gave him a moustache that went across the whole of his upper lip. Not quite a handlebar, but close. Ooh, you've got that wrong, haven't you? His, his flattened sort of sweepover, comb-over, which I hate to point out, but I'm getting. It's all going in the middle. If you ever see me in the future with hair, proper hair then just know that I've had a transplant and you know, you can bring it up. I don't mind. I don't care. Fuck it. It's my job. It's my job to have hair. I'm not Jason Statham, am I? Could I be? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yes. So they gave him a full length moustache across his lip and uh, and sort of a mop of curly hair. Wow. Incredible. At the end, the most recent one, they had a lot of people like Jim Davison. Again, did not look like Jim Davison. Um, who I guess at the time it was done, he was a pretty popular guy. The close, the most recent they got was David Beckham and Victoria uh, Beckham. And Victoria Beckham, reasonable. David Beckham, literally a shop dummy. Literally a shop dummy with sort of uh, speckled hair on his head. Like a bald, well, speckled, you know, like when he had it shaved and, and they put a leather jacket on it. And they said, there's, come on, there he is, it's David Beckham. I mean, I've met David Beckham in the flesh. Some of you may know that. I did a wonderful, wonderful advert. First job I ever did, Vodafone. Took a little photo of me and him, like that. Ooh, first ever selfie, they say. First ever selfie, some people say, I say. And, um, yeah, that was fun. I think I've talked about that already. Um, I wasn't sure what to say to him. I got very shy. Now, of course, I know I'm neurodiverse. I mean, anyone would get a bit shy not knowing what to say to a famous person. And I've been flown over. Flown over. It's a long story. I don't have time to go into it. And I've been sick on this tiny plane. And then ate prawn sandwiches. You don't be sick and then eat prawn sandwiches. I was, I was out of my head. And I was deeply hung over from a, a farmer with missing fingers had poured me some moonshine in, in rural France the night. I don't have time to go into that. I'm just giving you tasters. But I saw it and I said, uh, we didn't really speak. And I regret that. I get that a lot. And I do think that's a... I do think that is a neurodiverse thing. I do, dare I say it, where I'll go into a room and just freeze. Do you know what I mean? I know other people who get this a lot. And it's not that I'm sort of starstruck. I don't think. It's not what I think when I see other people who are starstruck. It's not... I just don't... I just kind of freeze. <laughs> And people think it's very rude, probably. <laughs> I just freeze. <laughs> and I'm an actor. It's my profession. I've been doing it for 20 years. And I just go, oh, you know, I kept doing it when I was on Derek. I saw, I think when I work with Ricky Gervais now, I think I've done enough with him that I feel sort of, you know, I, I feel I can at least speak. Um, when I first did Derek, God, just so much of that time, I just didn't speak. But I think I don't think people remember it like you do. I think people remember, oh yeah, he was all right, he chatted or whatever. But in my mind, I was like, God, there was hours there. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And then the more you don't say anything, the worse it gets. So eventually, I just sort of went to David Beckham. I said, uh, Oh, is it? Uh, is it? Has it been quite a long day? <laughs> and he went, Yeah, quite a long day. Yeah, you know. 
Oh, he was fun. He was nice. I liked him. I liked him. He had a sort of minder with him whose job was just keep going, hey, Dave, Dave, you know, just to keep him, keep him occupied, I suppose. He threw an apple. He went, catch. He went, I caught it. You know, it was really, it was very sweet. Uh, well done, him. What an advert. I don't know if he remembers it. I call him up, but nothing. I didn't mean to talk about any of that. Welcome. We're seven minutes in. How does this happen? ADHD, that's how it happens. Welcome to Into the Neuroverse. This is a show where I, uh, Colin Kenneth Holt, take you on a little journey into my own brain. Mainly I just talk about stuff that's happened to me recently in a neurodiverse uh, uh, ADHD slash possible autism. It's still possible autism. I haven't got round to finding out. ADHD stops that, right? I've been meaning to do this podcast for an hour and a half now. Do you know what I did? I I put some transfers on the window. Dragonflies. I don't think my wife's going to like it. I don't think she'll like it. But I did that instead of doing any work. If you want, I've realised it's the trick. If she wants me to do DIY, tell me to do some writing or recording and then I'll do it. If you ask me to do DIY, it's not going to get done. I'm going to do more writing and recording. It's very basic psychology. Ah, yes, so I'm Colin Holt. I, I, I do shows and play characters and sometimes play myself as a stand-up. I'm an actor. Just, I'm just giving my CV quick, you know. And what I try to do with this podcast, it's, it's trying to find tips, tips and, and, and tricks, things that help you navigate a neurotypical world if you are neurodiverse. Ever since discovering I've been, I am ADHD and sort of realising I am autistic, uh, and that's not out of nowhere. That's because of family members who I've, who are autistic. And I've gone, oh, yes, so am I then. <laughs> that sounds like I'm trying to grab. I'll have that and all. And that one. Probably dyspraxic. Definitely shit at sports. But anyway. So what's been going on in my, my world? Well, today we're, we're going to do the, the infamous man thing episode. My giant size man thing. He's coming for your ears, if you know what I mean. Man-Thing is a character from Marvel Comics, right, from the 70s. And they were written in this... He was a sort of... He was very like Swamp Thing. In fact, Swamp Thing and Man-Thing were created at the same time by some weird osmosis. I know the word isn't osmosis, but you know what I mean. Let's pretend it's osmosis. And they... Um, and Man-Thing is a creature who lives in the swamps and he doesn't speak. He doesn't... He can't speak because he's it's this creature, this swamp creature. He used to be a man, but he, now he's a man-thing. <laughs> I used to be a man, now I'm a man-thing. And they write it in this particular bizarre way where the narrator is it, it's in uh, second-person perspective, which is a very rare perspective in present tense. So it's kind of... You know that, like, you go through the door, you walk into the room, but it's all this kind of quite aggressive narration, so it's like, you didn't think you'd ever get this far, did you, man-thing? Actually, a bit like Self-Esteem, who I saw at the Green Man Festival, blew me away. I might have mentioned this last week. Oh, it was wonderful. I wanted my daughter to watch it, but she had to go to bed. But, oh, my God, that was wonderful. I think I talked about it last week at the Green Man Festival, where I had a great time. I had a wonderful time. Then here's a little strange autistic thing that happened. I came on, I did my set. It was the best my set as myself has ever gone. It was truly, truly remarkable. And it made me go, I have arrived. Like when Pulp arrived, when I went to see them in Warrington and everyone said, you have arrived. And I felt, I have arrived at 45, nearly. 
Um, and then I chatted to a couple of comics afterwards, uh, one of whose name I didn't get. We were having such a laugh. We were giggling away. Actually, it was the day after. You don't need that much information. We were chatting away. We were having such fun. We were talking about how I busted my knee, having all these jokes. And then um, one of them... <laughs> I think she was rather drunk, but I was wearing a baseball cap the whole time. And she went, sorry, I've got to do this. I've been meaning to do this the whole time. And then she quite, really quite violently, flicked the cap off my head from the beak. Shall we say from the beak? Whacked it. Oh, and it was very weird <laughs> because it clearly affected me. And we've been laughing and bantering in the way, you know, laughing and bantering goes. So I talk a lot about masking. So I feel like a lot of the time in social situations, I'm masking, I'm putting on a thing. You know, I'm not talking like my my inner or autistic self. And I'm in situations and I sort of put on a, hello, oh, draw, or like, oh, mate, are you going on? You know, that kind of bullshit. And, uh, but in this situation, it was very flowing, very flee free. It was flow, it was fun. We were joking, we were in the zone. It was so nice. And then, fum. That happens, and I, I couldn't cope with it. <laughs> I felt, and uh, they picked up that I couldn't cope with it, and was immediately very sorry. <laughs> I don't blame them. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to right a wrong or settle scores here, but I didn't know what to do. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it, and I had to just go away. And I was sort of still bantering as I went on. I went, I want you to know I am going away because you, you're not the cap off my head. So it's still sort of jokey, and but I meant it. God, it was so weird. I don't know, what was that? A personal space? Suddenly something changing? Thinking people are one thing and then there's suddenly another. I'm not saying she went from being a good person to being a bad person. Fuck, it freaked me out. And it freaked me out for the whole, for like an hour. I had to walk around for an hour and sort of walk it off. I guess it was like a, I guess, I don't want to use this word because it's not really, but it's like a kind of violation of personal space, wasn't it? Is that what it is? Is it the sudden, shoom, Sudden change in what's going on? I don't know. Anyway, that's a tough thing to deal with. But do you know what? It would have really lingered in the past. And this whole journey into the neuroverse is really helping for that reason. Because in the past, I would have gone away and it would have taken me a day or a week even. Crazy, I know, and pathetic. Very pathetic. I've been listening to some of the bantery uh, podcasts out there because I, I really want this podcast to go further. And because, as we know, I want to get an extension. And they're all getting extended. Every comedian bought an extension last year except me. Look it up. It's true. And I listen to some of the bantery ones and I'm like, oh, they're quite... Some of them are quite mean, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> I mean they're very funny. They did make me laugh, but I, I suddenly went, oh, I'm not sure I'd survive in that. <laughs> because I think... I, I mean, I can be cruel. I can be... I can really... You know, I, I can come out with stuff and then... Which is quite mean and harsh and not do you know what it is i don't really know the level because i guess when you're masking you're not being true to yourself you're not flowing so you're kind of going uh you just kind of go too far and you say something that's and, and you know my old mates used to go why did you have to say that we were just laughing why did you have to say that i'm like what i thought we were bantering yeah but you just said something really horrible and personal and <laughs> like private Oh, sorry, I, th I thought that was banter. <laughs> I mean, I'm 45 nearly, you know, I've learned skills. I know how to how to not do that anymore. But in the past, fuck, I used to do it all the time, especially within the comedy world. 
And I felt, listening to that stuff, I felt, oh God, I'd either do that, I'd either go too far, or I'd, um, or, or I'd just suddenly get really hurt by something they said. Anyway, get me on your podcast, comics. Let's see what happens. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, dear. I hope you're enjoying this. We're 15 minutes in. We're 15 minutes in, guys. I've got a studio coming. I've got a producer coming. Not coming here. You know, I'm going there, if anything. I've got a producer going to help. He'll do some edity stuff. And so from now on, let's hope the podcast make a bit more sense. Right off the bat, let me just say... I meant to say this at the start. Please like, subscribe, review. I'm always meant to say that. If you can do that, that's lovely. Give it five stars. Don't give it anything else or you're you're just a mean, mean person. And uh, like I used to be. God, I used to be mean. So mean. Even now doing this, I'm like, am I? was that too mean? Was that too mean? David Beckham, will he come after me? I don't think I was mean, was I? Anyway. Yes. Also, support my Patreon. If you want to support the podcast and the other podcasts that I'm doing, I'm doing... I've got three more ready to go. I know. What an idiot. Don't do that. But I'm doing it, okay? Because, sadly, I don't trust myself to be good enough, that any of these are good enough. So I think if I do four, one of them might hit. <laughs> But I'm enjoying this a lot, guys. I've got to say that, if I can call you guys. I did... Um, uh, oh, yes, my Patreon is... Uh, 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 Patreon slash Colin Holt. Or the other way around. You'll find it. I did some gigs at Comedia. Wonderful. This is really working. I'm really enjoying it. I headlined a couple of nights as myself... But the Anna's there, the Anna man. She's, don't, everyone's so sad that she died. I was sad that she died. My character, I killed her. Why would you do that, you idiot? But she's, she's become part of me now. It can come out. You know, I had so much fun. I was just chatting with the crowd and really enjoying that sort of Frankie Howardy kind of, you know, when you go out and you're just sort of like, I don't know if you do know, but going, just the confidence to go out and not get to material. <laughs> Or just, you know, the material's there, I'll find it or I won't. A lot of stand-ups, and I very much appreciate this, go through it, get it exactly right, get the wording exactly right, everything, you know, bum, 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 bum. And I really admire that because I just can't. I've tried, fuck, I've tried. Eventually, if I do 100 shows, I'll end up basically saying it the same. But otherwise, it's it, it's just like go out and see what comes um, I've got all the material. I've got enough material now as me that I can just go. Oh, there, and then that, and then that, and then this, and then that. It's it's a lot of fun. It really is, and yeah, really enjoying just playing with the crowd and doing that whole like. Um, uh, uh, no, not you. Come on, out. You know, and and uh, oi, shut up. You know, and just just telling the crowd to shut. I love that little thing Frankie Howard does, where he's like, someone is um, like an audience member is having a go at him or he's preempting what they're about to say or what they're mock decorum i believe it's called mock decorum i'm not saying i'm ripping off frankie howard but i've i'm enjoying i'm enjoying playing in that sphere dare we say <laughs> we did so yes my hat got knocked off at green man what else have we got um so being Colin on stage, being Anna, that's wonderful. I'm just giving you a rundown of stuff. I haven't really got into the meat yet. Don't worry. I know you're 20 minutes in, but you know. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so, and it's recently I've been reminded a bit about the giggles, about fun, just giggling. I've been writing scripts been trying to get scripts down. I guess we have been in a dramedy period, haven't we, as a, as a, as a um, culture, 
comedy culture. We've been in this dramedy thing, you know, and everyone makes everything dramedy. And it does work. It's funny and all that. But I did a, a um, just a little pilot read-through and then uh, a casting for something, and they were both so funny. I loved them so much and so funny without any deepness or sadness or heart-rending moments. And I thought, oh, God, this is great. This is great. And, you know, the last... I talk a lot about how I'm coming out of a period, I feel, where I've been very... Stuff's been kind of really heavy on me, uh, which I, I don't don't really want to talk about. Maybe one day I will, maybe I won't. Who knows? Who knows? That's a tease, isn't it? God, I'm a tease. But um, I, it, just, it was just nice to feel the funny again, you know? And to sort of go, oh, it's good to just giggle. You can just laugh at this. I remember my son being in the car a while ago and um and i think as as neurodiverse people we can let ourselves just find something funny i think if you're like me you spend so much time trying to get it right trying to get it right for a, a, a perceived idea of what you're meant to be of what the world needs you to be of what certain people need you to be some of whom may be completely off their tits quite frankly but at the time you think oh they know what they're talking about and so you you know you 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 spend a lot of your a lot of your time. I look back. I go, why haven't I written all these scripts I wanted to write? And I've had all these ideas, and none of them have got done. Oh God, there's water pouring on me. Hang on. God, really getting into my flow then. And a bloody bottle of water spilt on my foot. It actually cooled me down. It's very hot. But anyway, yes, we spend a lot of time doing that, and it's nice. But when we do giggle, oh, we giggle. When we and we find stuff funny that you might not find it find funny at all if you're neurotypical. I think it's made me realise, you know, I'm trying to write this script at the minute which talks about ADHD. It's it's sort of come directly, it will be a TV script if it happens, but it's come directly off the back of Death of Anna Mann, where if you saw the show, Anna kind of dies and passes on to me because I've discovered my neurodiversity and it's like, go out and be yourself, you know, which sounds wank when I say it, but honestly in the show it's brilliant. Uh, that's coming out on ITVX soon, by the way. I'll let you know when. But yeah, I feel like I'm finally getting into this. And and I think a lot of those sitcoms and stuff, a lot of those characters are probably like neurodiverse people trying to express a thing which is so weird and they find funny. And then it goes through various filters till it gets to a point where people are laughing at it. People get it. Do you know what I mean? So like... Yeah, if you're a writer or whatever, a comedy writer, I mean, this is my tiny bit of advice. Just go for that crazy thing that really makes you laugh and then keep going until you get it to a place where people who aren't crazy, for want of a better word, or different, get it or at least find it entertaining. I, um, my son was in the car. This was a good year or so ago. And he just burst out laughing and he couldn't stop laughing. And it was because a piece of tissue paper had apparently got in the car. We don't know whether he imagined it or not, but two pieces of tissue paper had got in the car and like flown around as we were, we were on the motorway going really fast, like flown around our heads and flown past him and then gone back out the window. And he couldn't stop laughing. And it was that beautiful laughter where it just infects everybody, you know, and we're all in hysterics at this mad thing. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. Giggle away, giggle away, giggle away. Giggle away, giggle away, giggle away now. 
Um, I didn't go to the doctor. Last time I talked about my hypochondriac thinking I was dying. I ended up not going. I think I'm okay now. I think. But then I did go to the doctor because I got bitten by a spider. Was it a spider? I swear it was a spider. I saw two little puncture marks there. I I was f- uh, working on a TV set, not filming, but on standby for something. I, c- I won't go into the details. It's a cushy job, though. And... Um, they the medic said yep see the doctor if it gets any bigger and then you look at it going is it bigger i think it's bigger it's probably bigger i went to the doctor and they said yeah that's fine have a antihistamine it will go down so didn't die of the first thing felt i could have died of the second thing it's annoying as well because i feel reasonably comfortable about death i mean i don't if i was dying i'd be very sad and pissed off I've also got this thing at the minute. I'm in this state where I just want to keep working. I just want to keep recording. I just want to keep writing. I just want to keep performing. I want to be working the day I die. I've decided. Can we make that happen? (laughs) So things are quite good. It sounds good, doesn't it, at the minute? That all sounds good. I don't know if it's entertaining. It's probably more entertaining when it's not. But don't worry, because we're going to do the man thing episode. I'm not sure I quite explained that. But ages ago, I wrote this thing. Um, It's quite depressing in the man thing style it's meant to be sort of funny but i've probably got it wrong but it ends with an up upbeat thing so i had a few other things i could talk about what shall we talk about the kids are back at school after the summer i had a lovely moment where i bumped into someone a parent on the way into school and she said that they'd love the summer there's this kind of perceived thing with parents particularly on Instagram and stuff where everyone's like, oh my God, I love my kids, but I can't wait to get rid of them. I get some bloody work done at last. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I felt that because my work has, it definitely suffered in terms of getting writing done. But what this, this parent said, the summer was great. It's going back to school. That's the really hard thing. And that is it. You know, it's, it's getting back into that routine, getting the kids back into that stuff. It's so hard for neurodiverse people it's such a a blow and when it was summer it was just like that i know we need routines i know it really helps to to not be unexpected blah 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 but to just have that fucking peace sitting in the garden taking our time not having to do like 10 things bum 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 every morning and not really been able to explain why you'll be late well yeah, but I, I, I want to do this. Yeah, but you'll be late. And if you're late, you get in trouble and it looks bad. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, good. I hope that made sense. When I was at the theme park recently, I had an amusing moment with the ghost house. I remembered this ghost house from the past and I remember my mum saying, Oh, oh, it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. When you... When you get to the when you get to the last door, they do this thing. You get to the exit. Oh, oh, Colin! You open the exit and you think it's an exit, and a skeleton jumps out. Oh, it's horrible! Oh, it's horrible! <laughs> so we get to the ghost house when we're at the theme park. I know this is a bit of a non sequitur, but I was telling my therapist this story, and he found it very funny. So funny, I was a bit like, maybe I don't need to pay you this time, because I've kind of just entertained you, haven't I, really? Come on. Maybe you need to pay me, darling. But anyway, 
Um, uh, so anyway, we're going around the theme park. I tell the kids about this ghost house. Obviously, they're very intrigued. I immediately regret it. Probably shouldn't have done that. It's probably pretty scary for them. Bad idea, Colin. Why did you tell them about the ghost house? I'm sorry, but I did. Okay. So they are very intrigued about the ghost house. We walk around the theme park. There's the ghost house. There it is. Oh, fuck. I thought they, I just assumed they got rid of it. But no, it's still there. We go it right. We go up to the ghost house. My daughter's like, I really want to go in the ghost house. I'm like, I don't think you should. I really don't think you should because you'll be up all night. And it's always something specific with them. You know, it'll be like, it'll, it won't be the thing you think. It'll be like the cat at the end with red eyes. It won't be the sort of man chopping brains. And there was a man chopping brains. Let me tell you. I did. I tell this story last time. Oh, well. It's all honing, you know, but also there's about three people listening, so that's fine. So I get, right, so I go, look, Gran will stay with, Grandma will stay with you. You stay there. I'll go in the ghost house. Check it out. I was also quite, I wanted to go in and check it out. I'll go in, check it out. Uh, let you know if it's scary enough, if it's too scary. Okay, fine. So I go in to the ghost house. I walk in. First, there's this kind of like animatronic old man, really crap, kind of like, but good. I like, I loved it, but really kind of battered. And he goes, there's a theme here, isn't there? And he sort of goes, welcome to the ghost house. You know, <laughs> come on in. I hope you revive the experience kind of thing. You're like, oh, uh, and then I heard someone else coming in and I thought I was really taking my time. So I was like, I'm going to enjoy this because this is a weird fucked up memory from my childhood that's always slightly disturbed me and I'm gonna you know like the the as I said in in episode two of Richard Selig his spirit shall defeat the, the minotaur and all this stuff <laughs> um so I my spirit will defeat the crap old ghost house and then I hear someone coming in and I think might be a bit weird if I'm really sort of indulging in this ghost house and looking around for ages so i'm going to keep going I heard someone coming in so i keep going oh that's the other thing no one was going in right it was like it, it was a bit like people were actively avoiding it didn't look scary at all literally looked like a sort of um toilet maybe not a toilet but you know like a, a like at a theme park just like a, a you know when you there's those buildings you don't even notice it's only when you go oh it says ghost house it's a ghost house so when you go, I walk in, I hear these footsteps behind me. There's skeletons sort of moving around a bit, you know, with light on them. There's a man chopping brains. It's, 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 there's one where there's just three men chatting. <laughs> like animatronic men sort of chatting in slightly old clothes. You know, I think one had a bowler hat. Couldn't see what about that was, they weren't ghosts. They weren't skeletons. They were just three men. I mean, if those three... As we all know, when men get together, it's not a good thing, often, especially three of them. So I, I assume they were up to no bloody good. But I don't know, nothing about them screamed, well, literally didn't scream, but it didn't scream ghost or horror, it just screamed three men. So there you go. Beware the three men. Weirdly, I did write, I did this horror show years ago where I did this, um, one of the scripts was these three men who were like old sort of reunion buddies who had got together for a reunion and then it turned out they were serial killers, you know. And they were just three men chatting. It was quite good. Maybe I'll bring that back. Do you know what? For Patreons, I might start doing some of my old scripts because I'm desperately trying to work out what the fuck to give you. I'll give you something. Don't worry, but thank you for your support. Anyway, so I can hear these footsteps behind me. I'm like, hmm, it's a bit weird, you know. 
And then the door behind me opened. So that, to, to give you an idea of the whole thing, it's like, it's just sort of like endless corridors, you know, with like a couple of skeletons in. and uh, But it just keeps going round. So a maze, I guess, a maze, we could say. And then I hear, Colin! <laughs> Colin! Where are you? Oh, fuck, it's mum. It's my mum. It's grandma. Grandma's there. Grandma, what are you doing? <laughs> there, grandma. Colin! I've got to find you. I went, oh, God, what's happened? Have you got the kids? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? What's happened to them? Oh, I don't know. What, what are you doing in here? Why are you not with the kids? <laughs> I had to get you out. Why? The ghosts. Right. So the kids are outside. Um, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Right, Mum. I better, I better go and get those kids. So I, I start running and I think I can't go back. I don't know, was there a part of me that just wanted to experience the whole thing? But I thought, I've got to get out because the kids are on their own. I know it's a theme park. Well, that, that could be the worst place. And, you know, they're not, they're not tiny kids, but still. So I, I go, well, I can't really leave them. So I start sort of going, well, I better go. And I think I'm probably near the end by now. I'm not near the end. It goes on for fucking ever. And I'm just running down these corridors with, like, <laughs> these dark corridors with skeletons. <laughs> three men. <laughs> we are the three men. You know. And and mother <laughs> lurching behind me. Colin! It, was, it reminded me. I don't know if you've seen the Ultravox video to, to the, the song Hymn, where he, they sort of go into this 80s hell. And uh, it's all dark, but apart from this sort of uh, backlighting behind these figures, you know. And I could just see the figure of my mother coming off. It was like a nightmare. Colin! Colin! I'm like, ah! <laughs> running, running full pelt. 45-year-old man being chased by a 79-year-old woman shouting, Colin! Um... <laughs> Does this sound mean? Is this too much? I I look back and I found it very funny. I got to the end. I sort of burst out oh, into the light. There are the children there. Um, and they're just looking very confused. I said, did, did, did Grandma tell you what was that, what she, she was going in? Or did she tell you to wait there? And they're like, no, she just ran into the ghost house. Grandma gets out. Oh, we made it out. We made it out. I was like, Mum, what are you... What are you doing? You've, you've left the kids there. And she went, well, I had to come and get you out. I said, but, Mum, it's a ghost. They're not, I mean, there's not actually any ghost there. I had to get you. Oh, I thought something bad was going to happen to you in that ghost house. Oh, it's awful. Wow. I said, wow. And I had this wonderful moment where in that, in that sort of one minute, my whole life and mind <laughs> made sense. I don't think I need to pick apart why, but everything I'd done and written and um, thought all made sense in that one moment. And then off we went and had a lovely day around the fun park. And I sort of went, I think I've, I think I've, I feel a new strength. I talked, sort of talked about this last week with the Invisible Force Field, but I forgot to tell you the actual story. Bless everyone involved. What fun. Mother. Oh, she is a hoot and a holler. She really is. 
the ghost house. I feel like that's a whole scene from a sitcom, isn't it? Gotta put that in somewhere, somehow. I hope I explained it well. Just the chasing. <laughs> and the running. <laughs> you know. And the skeletons. Colin! Wonderful. Well, I've got one other thing I keep meaning to talk about here and never get time to because we've got to do the man thing. So let's have a break there and then the second half will be a little bit shorter. See you in a minute. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Into the Neuroverse. Remember to like, hate, and subscribe. No, don't hate, fuck. And review. And also to become a Patreon if you want at patreon.com slash Colin Holt. Might be the other way around. Fuck, I need to check that. It'll be in the in the stuff at the end, don't worry. Oh, God. So, I promised you Man-Thing. I bring you Man-Thing. If I could have a little spooky music... Uh, Eyes on Legs. Thank you to Eyes on Legs. Now, I wrote this a little while ago. Uh, it's about getting into that low place, you know, when you're out of it. And it's in that vein. I reread it. I did think it sounded a lot like quite bad sort of six-form poetry. But I don't know. Just go with it. Here we go. My side hurts. <laughs> I think I pulled it in the gym. Fuck. Ugh. Stop worrying, pal. This is me. The voice of the narrator starts coming in now. I'm being boring and useless. The world is boring. No, the world is burning. Not bo boring. I'm boring. The world is burning. Come on, everyone pay attention. It's not out to get you, mate. It's just trying to survive as well. It's got bigger things. You've been very lucky, mate. This is where we go into the... Man-Thingian narration. Oh, by the way, the, the whole hilarious thing about Man-Thing is that he was a character called Man-Thing, 
which is already quite a, you know, dodgy name for a superhero man-thing. Mm. Then Marvel did a series of books called Giant Size. So there was Giant Size X-Men, Giant Size Spider-Man, and of, of course, Giant Sized Man-Thing. Anyway, I'll leave, I'll let you, I, I'm not here for, for innuendo, but I'll let you stew on it if you must, on your giant size man-thing. Yes, the world is just trying to survive as well. It's got bigger things. You've been very lucky, mate. I've gone into a quite sort of Jarvis Cocker type thing, haven't I? You've navigated a lot, a sewer. You've been walking through sludge all your life, mate. Past rats, shit and filth. Disease thoughts. You've been in the sewers a long time. You've spent all your life in here. There's no sides. There's nothing to grip onto. The walls are plastered in slime, in everyone else's detrius. The endless crap accumulated over your life. We should be American, shouldn't we? Sorry. A billion and one turds piled up over and over till the walls themselves are made of slime. Your hands can't grip anything. May as well go under. Why not, man-thing? Just go under. If you've got to walk this path forever, you'll collapse in the end anyway. Sometimes you trip. You trip into the sewage, and a hefty chunk goes in your mouth, and you panic. And when you panic... You absolutely swallow a heap of that shit. Is this sort of what you hoped for when you clicked on, by the way, everyone? I hope so. I hope it's not making you feel, ugh, you know. I remember doing a gig once, and I did a bit. Do you remember the Animan, if you know the Animan bit where I talk about drunk old Freddy Basden, and the whole, it leads to a bit where he shits himself all over the studio floor, and we're just writhing around and shit and sick, you know. And this woman in the audience just went, vile. Never forgotten that. She was horrible. Anyway. So you've swallowed a heap of shit. Come on, focus. It makes you ill. So ill. Of course it does. You just swallowed a load of shit. What did you expect? Anyway. That shit you swallowed makes you so ill. For a bit. Or for a long time. Maybe you never get better. Well, this is all a metaphor for what it can be like when you're depressed and neurodiverse. You get that. Maybe you'll never get better. But the thing is, unless you do give up and sink down, which would be perfectly understandable, you're now expected to just keep walking through it. Only now you're really, really fucking ill. On top of everything else, you're still walking through the shit with everyone. But you're ill. And to make this journey even more horrendous, you're now looking up occasionally, and you see the ceiling is transparent, it's glass, but only every now and then the shit moves enough for you to see. And above you, all along on top of the sewer, is a luxurious swimming pool, and in that pool it's shining bright golden, and the pool is full of happy laughing holiday makers, all enjoying themselves. Is it real? An illusion. I might go a bit, um, Liam Neeson now. Could those bastards really be allowed such a glorious life while you're down here walking through sewage? Liam Neeson doing American. How is that fair? Sometimes it gets so bad you roar. You have to scream and scream 
till your throat is bruised and bloodied. But you roar. You roar. A wounded lion's roar. A lost elephant. A wearisome wildebeest. And for a second occasionally, all the bastards in the swimming pool stop their play. They cease their sport, and they look around, disturbed. Where is that terrible sound coming from? Someone is in pain. They look around for the sound, till they look down. One of them does. It's coming from down there, he says, but they can't see the whole sewer. They can only see you, screaming, and they think how terrible, how dreadful, that poor thing screaming. And then, what I'd love to say is they realize the terrible injustice, and they make a little hole in the ceiling, and they drop a rope down, and you climb up into the swimming pool, and you're cleansed there amongst the happy, laughing people, the golden people. But of course, that isn't what happens. They notice you for a moment. They shake their heads at the sadness of your plight. Then they go back to their beach sports, their volleyball, their sun. I mean, also, I suppose if they made the hole in the swimming pool, the, the water would come out of the swimming pool to you, wouldn't it? Which is another metaphor, of course. If they share, then they're going to lose their thing. God fucking clever. You wave to them. I'm still down here, you cry. But they've forgotten all about you. So what do you do? I don't know. I'm in the sewers too with you. With the world going how it is, I guess one day we'll all be down here. I wasn't even talking about class, just the mind. But the neuroverse isn't just sewers. There's so much down here. There's life everywhere. And we have our own swimming pool right here. And there's loads of us, loads of us sewer dwellers. If we could just see each other, greet each other, maybe we can find each other, hold on to each other. Maybe together we can wipe down the walls and clear out all the slime. Maybe we can drain the shit from the water and we make our own luxurious Lido out of the sewers that we were born into. Perhaps we'll never get up there, swimming with the sunny people. But maybe, maybe we don't need to. So there you go. That was my little man-thing story. Not as good as I remembered. But as it went on, I thought, actually, this is quite good. Podcasts are for that, aren't they? Stuff that could be good, but isn't really that good. But one day, might be good. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of that. And I'd like to share something a little bit upbeat. If you are feeling like a man thing, or a woman thing, or a they thing or whatever thing you are, and you're slumping and tromping through the sludge, and you're looking up and you're seeing the people in their swimming pools laughing and joking, and you're thinking, why can't I be one of those? Well, it helps sometimes to just look out for a happy quote to cheer you up a bit. And I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you a quote. Fuck, stop this innuendo man thing. Which I saw on Instagram which is from Jeff Goldblum. 
uh, I can't remember why he said it. The interviewer asked him a question about, I think about the future and fame and, and uh, life and death. And this is what he said, a George Bernard Shaw quote, which I then looked up and wrote down, and I'm going to read to you. I try to read it every time I remember, which is about once a month. But it really cheers me up and gets me going. Ha ha! Here we go. This is the true joy in life. The being used for a purpose recognised by yourself as a mighty one. The being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole community and as long as I live, it is my privilege to do for it whatever I can. I want to be thoroughly used up when I die, for the harder I work, the more I live. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life is no brief candle for me. It is a sort of splendid torch, which I have got hold of for the moment, and I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. That's cheery, isn't it? I like that. I like that idea. I can't remember any of it when I'm walking along and getting stressed about whatever, someone's knocked my hat off or, or I'm in the ghost house. <laughs> but in the moment, it's very hard to. But I think if you keep remembering these things, if they help you, as I said on a previous one, strength, energy, conviction, commitment, consideration, courage, hope, joy, they're my little words I say to myself. If you just do that, whenever you can remember to, it sort of builds up. You know, like exercise, if you if you do weightlifting, it sort of builds up and eventually you've got big muscles. Well done, you. I think there's probably stuff in there you could pick apart if you wanted. I hope it doesn't sound like I'm saying, uh, you know, the bit about I don't want to be a clot of ailments and grievances complaining that the world won't deserve, devote itself to making me happy. I'm not saying, you know, you can't complain. That's not to say shut up and get on with it. I don't believe in shut up and get on with that. Obviously, I believe in fucking talking about it. I've just done it for 50 minutes to nobody. I mean, to you guys. But, you know, I can't see you. But I, I don't think that's what it's about. I don't think it's about people in need should shut up and stop complaining. I think it's, well, it's his personal thing to himself, isn't it? I suppose that he's going, I'm not going to just let myself get into that state. You know, and if I do get into that state... I'm going to go, oh, actually, just start working, just start doing stuff. And I'd, again, with working, I'm not saying, you should be happy cleaning the bloody streets, whatever. You know, I'm not saying in an awful Jake Cabrice Mog type way, but in a, you know, the work that is true to you. And that's why he talks about the, 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 what is it, the force of nature, being a force of nature, a purpose which is a mighty one. So for me, it's become doing this and creating my shows and being there for my family and trying to be there for the world a bit. I wish I was doing more. God, I wish I was. Climate change, raise its ugly head. Hello. I could be doing more. I'm not. But, you know, got to start somewhere. Don't drift off, Colin. You were almost ended there. All right, sorry. Right, keep out of the ghost house, guys. Unless you want to, then go in. It's actually fine. The ghosts are not that scary. There is nothing scary about puppets of three men just they were literally just sitting around a table chatting i bet if i'd stayed there would have been something that said these are the grave robbers or something you know but then show them robbing a grave they're literally just chatting 
I need more context. Hope you enjoyed that. Oh, by the way, this part of the Neuroverse was called the Swamps of Sadness. I forgot to say that. This is the Swamps of Sadness. You are now leaving the Swamps of Sadness and going into your own Lido, whether you found it or built it or whatever. Have a lovely swim. It's boiling out there. Don't forget sun cream. Speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Into the Neuroverse with me, Colin Holt. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Holt, on Instagram at Colin Holt Comedy. You can support the podcast if you like it and want to keep it going. Money is the best way to keep things going. Go to patreon.com slash Colin Holt and you can pay me anything up to one billion pounds a week. And I will happily take it. Any more than that is just greedy. A big thank you to at Eyes on Legs, who did the music for this. So find him on Twitter and so on if you want to get him to do music for you. At Ed Shots, who did the original photograph. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support. And please do uh, rate, subscribe, review, and like wherever you can. And I'll keep doing this as long as anyone's interested. That could include myself. I do lose interest very quickly. Also, make sure you check out my website, IamColinHolt.com, for all the latest news. Contact United Agents if you want to book me for any gigs or acting work or dancing work. I'm actually a very good dancer or anything like that. Or if you want to contact me direct, it's ColinHoltComedy at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 